From WUSCFM and HG1 Columbia, I'm Flint Snyder. And I'm Trey Martin. This is Hot Topics from WUSC News. Coming up, members from South Carolina's very own indie group, Deadswells, joins us live. They're talking about their newly released album and filming a collab music video for their latest single and how they work on music while living in different cities. Plus, how the COVID-19 pandemic has impacted their music. That's all coming up this week on Hot Topics. First, the news. Live from WSC News, I'm Tyler Fedor. The dean of the law school, William Hubbard, apologized today after he forwarded an email revealing the names of students who failed the bar exam as well as the grades of each exam. The bar exam is a test administered by a local jurisdiction that people must pass in order to practice law within the area. The names of students who failed the bar exam are never to be published, and the grades of those who passed are confidential as well. According to Hubbard, 82% of the school's students passed the bar exam. He was so excited, he said, that he forwarded the email without noticing the confidential attachments. Hubbard has served as the Dean of the School of Law since August this year. He has also served on the USC Board of Trustees and is a former president of the American Bar Association. After the Vanderbilt-South Carolina game last Saturday, it was announced that members of the Vanderbilt football team had tested positive for the coronavirus, causing the first SEC game delayed due to the virus. WSC's Karen Alston reports. The South Carolina Gamecocks took on the Vanderbilt Commodores in Tennessee this weekend, where they walked away with their first win of the season, winning big by a score of 41-7. The Commodores experienced some positive COVID-19 cases. The SEC announced the Gamecocks will not be contact traced because Gamecocks Athletics defines close contact as six feet within each other for at least 15 minutes, and no Gamecocks fit into that category. The Cox will take on the Auburn Tigers in Columbia this Saturday at noon. With WSC News, I'm Cron Alston. Confirmation hearings for Supreme Court nominee Amy Coney Barrett have been going on since Monday at Capitol Hill. During Tuesday's meeting, the bipartisan Senate Judiciary Committee asked Barrett about health care, abortion, a peaceful transition of power, and how Barrett plans to interpret the Constitution when ruling on cases, to which Barrett responded that she was an originalist. The final hearing is set for Thursday, as well as the deciding vote on her confirmation. The Dow Jones Industrial Average fell 165 points today. The Nasdaq fell 95 points, and the SP 500 fell 23 points. It's currently 79 degrees outside with a low of 58 tonight. The high for tomorrow is 82 degrees with a low of 66. I'm Tyler Fedor, and you're listening to WSC News. It's 6.04. Spurs up, masks up, Gamecocks. I'm University of South Carolina student body president Izzy Rushton. And I'm President Bob Caslin. Let's prevent the spread of COVID-19. Keep your distance, no matter the location. Get tested. Wash your hands. Wear face coverings. In class and on campus, in restaurants, and in every social setting around Columbia. And take the I Pledge Columbia promise. We are Gamecocks, so spurs up. Masks up, Gamecocks. We'll We'll get get through through this this together. And welcome back to Hot Topics right here from WUSC News. As always, I'm Flint Snyder, joined by... 
Trey Martin. And Trey, a very, very, very special show coming up today. Yes, because we have uh, Dead Swells, Charleston-based indie band uh, here in South Carolina, and we've got Paul Naderostek joining us. Paul, are you there? All right, wait, I think I think we definitely got that. Yeah, let, while we work out some connectivity oh. issues, let's give everyone at home uh, a little yeah. an yeah. opportunity to uh, get to know them a little bit. So the band is from South Carolina. Um, their name is Dead Swells, and they are no stranger to the Soda City. Um, while living in Columbia, songwriter Paul Naderostick, who's joining us uh, in a couple seconds, formed the band after writing the group's first songs that laid the foundation for the band's sound. Um, after further developing their sound, the five-piece indie group performed all across the Southeast. And now fresh off their self-titled LP, the group has taken on a more groovy sound and joins us now to talk about their latest album, newest music video, and of course the effect the coronavirus has had on their music. So let's try it again. Paul, are you there? Yo, you got me now? Yeah, yes. we got you. That sounds a whole lot better. So Paul, uh, first off, I, I kind of just want to talk about um, y'all's influences as a band because Dead Swells, as I mentioned, y'all don't really have uh, a sound that's similar to a lot of bands around here in South Carolina. So who did you listen to growing up and, you know, who, who did uh, you kind of gain some inspiration from whenever you were trying to create uh, Dead Swells? Um, growing up, it was, I feel like it was kind of just all of the, um, like classic, like 60s stuff, um, Beatles, Pink Floyd, Zeppelin. Um, and then since that, it's kind of just gone all over the place. And I, for that, for that album, I can't, I try, I kind of try and stay conscious about, um, what I am listening to at the moment. I try not to listen to much, honestly. I try to just to uh, go from the gut of whatever I'm feeling that day. Yeah, and um, you know, we'll, we'll talk about this latest album in just a sec, but I, I'm kind of just interested in just the beginning process of the band. You were living in Columbia and you kind of wrote some songs out that you just decided needed a band to accompany them. So kind of take us through how the band got started uh, and how you guys became Dead Swells today. For sure. Um, so yeah, I went to, I was playing in a couple bands in Columbia, just like cover bands doing, you know, random gigs. Um, and eventually I wrote a couple songs and I went to Kenny McWilliams at Archer Avenue. Mm -hmm. You guys are familiar? Yeah. Oh yeah, I know Kenny. Yeah. Um, went to him and it was just me and him in a room and we recorded three songs and then i kind of i was i was like so shy and timid i didn't want to sing on them i didn't want to do i don't know i was just kind of holding on to him eventually i showed a couple people i showed it to adam haltwanger eventually and then he he was kind of like yo let's let's uh let's get a band for this and he i want to say he kind of put it like got the guys to together and i think it's cool i um actually work with adam at uh, freeway music adam is a great yeah. guitarist and i know he you know lives here in columbia but you yeah. are based uh now in charleston so how do you guys you know work in different cities um and and did covid impact that at all um I wouldn't say, I mean, yeah, COVID definitely impacted it. Um, but we kind of just do what we can to make it work. I mean, I, I typically just drive up 
before Corona, it was like, we'd probably practice maybe once a week and I would just drive up and, uh, we'd actually meet at the freeway in Lexington to practice. Well, yes. And, um, I, I guess when it's fun, you can just make the time for it. You know, that, that drive once a week, isn't that bad if you're really enjoying it and you're really like working on something that that's interesting. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, and and Paul, I want to talk about this uh, new album that you guys released just the uh, just the other month, and it's uh, for anyone that doesn't know, it's the self-titled Dead Swells LP. Um, You know, and it's very different from a lot of the other work that you guys have put out. Um, What was the creation process like for this album? And you know, talk about how does it differ from uh, other projects that you guys have done. Um. It's tricky. I don't know. It was a, it was kind of like a, a really long road to get it done. I mean, I uh, I'd been recording. I record stuff basically every day, um, and I probably just had stacked up enough um, parts of songs and all this for about two years, and then eventually, I was like, all right, it's time. I. Uh, Wolfgang, Wolfgang Zimmerman, I worked with him a good bit and he, he kind of acted like a, um, I want to say like a, a godfather, like I'd look to him for advice. And he was the one who initially told me like, yo, you got, you got to do an album. Don't do an EP. Like you got to do an album. So I got that in my head. And then, uh, there was just, there was one, one month during when, uh, like quarantine was real when like the first month of quarantine. And that's probably when I got like most of everything done. I hit just a huge like creative spurt and just uh, went crazy. Yeah, and you know, you talk about the decision to release an LP versus an EP. Take me through that decision-making process, like it, just in general, why release an EP versus an LP? Um, kind of what effect does that have? I think I think it has a. Uh, I don't I don't particularly. I don't really know why, but I think an album just has so much more meaning and like life in it. It's just a whole different game. I don't know what it is about it really though. Mm-hmm. It's almost like an EP is like a collection of singles, mm. whereas like an album is like a body, a collective body of work where like the, the songs, you know, kind of work with each other in a way that, that tells a story. Um, and, and I definitely got that um, because we were just oh, yeah. listening to uh, it before the show and we were like, this is just a great album to put on and chill to. Yeah. Like that, that's like what you want to do. Um, and, and so you mentioned Wolfgang Zimmerman. Uh, so like what was his involvement um, and, you know, how he was like kind of like a godfather um, and why was he so important um, in this process? Uh, so I moved to Charleston and uh, I'm not too sure how I ended up get, getting involved with him, but I think we just kind of hit it off a lot. And uh, obviously he's like worked with, you know, just some amazing artists. So I kind of took his advice with, you know, with everything he was saying. But uh, yeah, I don't know, we just kind of hit it off and I just love that guy a lot. He's a cool guy, and uh, I like being in a room with him. And it was just kind of, he, uh, yeah, he just helped me out and just kind of helped me push to get everything done, really. 
Yeah, so Wolfgang Zimmerman is listed as a co-producer on this album, and you talk about how um, albums have an overarching theme or a message behind it. What did you want the overall message of this album to be f- when people heard it? Um, hmm. I don't know if I had, like, an overall message in my, in my head. I think more of a, uh, a vibe, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think, like, just like you guys said, like, it's, uh, you know, something you can chill to, I guess, is kind of what I was going for in some way. I, yeah, I don't know. It's tough to say. No, I, I definitely agree with that. Yeah. Uh, and like you said, it's very atmospheric, but it's done in a way that, like, uh, I was reading some reviews on it. Um, and I had to agree with this one where it's done in a way where it's like very organic, right. like, like while it's loungy and it's atmospheric, it's not like you just had like some loops going right. like for four minutes straight. Like you can definitely tell like there's some, you know, individuality on, on each of the instruments. Uh, yeah. so that being said, uh, what, what's your favorite song off the album? What was your favorite one to work on? So, well, in the end, they all, every single one of them ended up giving me a headache. Just trying, <laughs> like, just mixing it. Um, but I would say the one I got done quickest and easiest was always thinking about it. That one was like uh, maybe two days and it was pretty much done. Um, everything just clicked. And that's the one of the one, longer ones on the album, too, I, yeah, I think. Probably, yeah. Uh, yeah, they're all pretty short. I don't know if that was a. Uh, I don't know if you noticed that, but yeah, it's a pretty short album, which I kind of wanted it to be. Yeah, I was gonna say, was there a purpose to making it short? Yeah, I think it's just uh, it's kind of like my <laughs> the way I listen to music is I kind of I'm just like constantly like sometimes I'll just flip through stuff and I just want it to be quick. You know, not that I don't enjoy longer songs or anything, but uh. I, I just, I wanted it to be like a, you know, you could listen to the whole thing in a 30 minute car ride. Right. And yeah. I think that's definitely the direction that music is, is heading. Oh these yeah. Days. If sure. it's not like already there. Yeah. Almost. So, uh, but I think we're going to cut to some commercials, but, uh, when we come back, we're going to, uh, discuss, uh, the latest music video for tiger stripes that you worked on. Um, and also just uh, some more behind recording. So that's all coming up on Hot Topics. Cool. Hi, it's Olivia Munn with my shelter pets, Frankie and Chance. Say hi, guys. When I adopted them, I discovered that they both have incredible personalities. Chance's sole purpose in life is to love and to be loved. Frankie is a little bit of a scoundrel and always entertaining. They're a little bit of a lot of things, but they're all pure love. Adopt pure love at theshelterpetproject.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council, the Humane Society of the United States, and Maddie's Fund. And welcome back to Hot Topics here from WSC News, where we are joined by South Carolina's very own Dead Swells, Paul Naderostick, um, from the band. Paul, thanks again for joining us today. Thank you guys for having me. Yeah, so let's talk about this uh, music video that you guys released. Trey, I know you were very excited to talk to me about that. 
Uh, yeah, I guess, I guess uh, <laughs> uh, the first question I have is uh, you, you collabed with, obviously, Wolfgang Zimmerman. Um, and then uh, also, uh, I believe that was Kelly Morris yes. of the Mo Bros. Um, yep. So how did that, uh, obviously, you kind of discussed that connection with uh, Wolfgang, but how did the connection with uh, Morris uh, come into play and what made you guys decide to kind of release this as a single? So that whole thing happened just out of the blue. I was actually at um, Wolfgang Studios, me and him, and we were working on Dead Swell stuff. And I asked Kelly to come in and do some uh, uh, like backup vocals, basically, or just help with some ideas. And uh, I, don't, I don't know what happened, but eventually we, uh, we all were just like, hey, let's just start something new, you know, just for fun, basically. And then within three or four hours, it was like the music for the song was done. It just kind of happened out of nowhere. It was, it was crazy. And so uh, Tiger Stripes was, uh, it's a little bit different. Like It's we, their latest single. Yes. Uh, we, we mentioned um, how, like, the latest album was a little bit different than y'all's earlier stuff. And, and this one, I feel like even go, goes even farther kind of in the more like dance mm-hmm. direction. Um, yeah. so, so I guess kind of what was the, what was the vibe behind that? I, I think, uh, I think that was just our actual vibe at the time. Like we were, we were just in the studio completely like, like laughing and just giggling and being stupid. I don't know. And then, uh, it just what came out just completely matched how we were feeling that night we were just you know i think probably drinking some beers just having a good time and then it kind of it just kind of fell out of us i guess so uh that music video was directed by um and hopefully i pronounced this right dries vandenberg is that correct it's uh Dries and I think Vandenberg, yeah, yeah. Dries Vandenberg. Uh so did you guys like write the, the script for the music video or was that uh Dries's idea? So the the only idea we had for the music video was I think Kelly said it should just be us in really, really big sports coats <laughs> just looking kind of stupid. And that was it. And then uh we asked Dries, hey, can you make this music video with us? And he said, yeah, and showed up with his camera and set up like the blue backdrop. And that's, and they basically just kind of told us, you know, have fun and do whatever. And that's basically all we did. There was, wasn't really any script or anything. So um, do you guys have like any other music videos or, or things like that uh, planned or uh, maybe even any other music in the works? Yeah, so definitely uh, tons and tons of music already in the works. Um, and I do have another music video in the works, too. Ooh. Yeah, and I, it's interesting, obviously, you know, while all this is going on, the umbrella of coronavirus is just hanging over. What what impact did that have on the music video shooting process and also just the releasing and promoting process for the new album? Uh, I, well, it was kind of, we were kind of clueless. We, uh, we filmed it right before we filmed it in like early March. So before quarantine and, uh, yeah. And that song was probably finished 
over a year ago. We've just been kind of sitting on it. I didn't really know what to do with it. Um, but yeah, I don't, I think a, a lot of people kind of, you know, didn't want to put stuff out during like these times because they're so unsure. Nobody knows what's going on. It's like, ah, we should just wait. But I kind of, I was, I just wanted to pull the trigger. I was like, if I don't put it out, when am I going to put it out? Like, I'm not going to wait around for this uncertainty, you know? Right. Yeah. And, and I think it was really cool too that it was released over quarantine. You know, it gave people something to watch and listen to and I think show that the band was still out there and, you know, doing that. But I mean, have you guys felt that like connecting with the audience and staying in touch with fans and promoting like do you think that has been difficult over the past couple months i mean how have you guys adjusted to that yeah um i mean obviously playing actual live shows is the best best way to see fans and hang out with people who like music um so yeah it's impacted a lot for sure uh obviously there's still social media which is which is all right um but yeah i don't know it's everything's still up in the air yeah i guess yeah i mean what's the thing you miss the most would you say i miss playing live shows a lot yeah i get um i get really nervous but i still (laughs) i still miss it so much that's that's always just been a really interesting concept is like bands who have performed hundreds of times for people like do you still get nervous when you go out and do a live show yeah big time especially if i kind of i feel like the more and more i do it the more the more like kind of brave i get and if yeah. i feel like i know i'm about to do something that's gonna make me uncomfortable then i'm just like terribly nervous but i i still love it though yeah it's like the best part almost yeah so speaking of uh these live shows where are some of your favorite places to play um, in the South Carolina area and maybe even throughout the Southeast? Um, I mean, I'd probably say for like venues that we're playing at, uh, I think, I think Royal American is still like one of the coolest spots to play. Just the, the vibe and everything about that place is unmatched. So it's like perfectly small and just, Everything about it is cool. I don't know why. And where where's that one at again? That's in Charleston. Okay. And good old New Brooklyn's great. White Mule in Columbia. Yes. Love the uh, love the good old Columbia venues there. Yeah. And then, do you guys um, ever get up to you know like the upstate area at all? Yeah, we played at a radio room a couple times, plenty of times actually. Yeah. And I think that's in uh that's in Spartanburg. Greenville. Greenville. All right, Greenville. Okay. We played at a place called uh, Freight Yard in Spartanburg, which is cool, too. Well, um, thank you once again, Paul, for coming on the show. Um, And so I wanted to wrap up here real quick and kind of just ask you, you mentioned uh, you had some uh, new music in the works, uh, but um, any kind of uh, things that fans can interact with you guys with coming up in the future? I think I think we might be doing some shows pretty soon here in the future. Ooh, I hope. Yeah. So we'll be on. We'll definitely be on the lookout for that. Yeah. So you can find Dead Swells um, on Facebook, on Instagram. They're pretty active on there. Paul, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah.
That's going to do it for this week's episode of Hot Topics. Join us every Wednesday at 6 p.m. for the latest entertainment, culture, food, and everything in between. Hot Topics is a production by WUSC News and Garnet Media Group and is produced by Troy Dassing and Ward Jollis. You can catch other WUSC News shows on Monday and Friday at 6 o'clock p.m. and on garnetmediagroup.org. I'm Flynn Snyder. And I'm Trey Martin. Thanks for tuning in, everyone, and remember to keep it hot.